0: Sentire Media. Well, good morning and thank you so much for downloading our podcast from Italy on this beautiful December morning. The 6th it is. It is... Oh my God, where'd the morning go? It's 9.45 in the morning. (laughs) Holy crap. We were... We slept in this morning uh, until 7 o'clock. Woo! Wild. <laughs> wild, <laughs> wild. And it is a gorgeous uh, late autumn morning. It's crisp and cold. It is, wow, it's already up to 4 degrees this morning. No wind, so it's, it's, uh, it's really nice. I'm Jason. This is Ashley. We run, own, operate, live at La Tavola Marque, a uh, little tiny agriturismo in the hills of the Peony Mountains uh, in a town called Piobico. Ciao ciao! And we are firing up the microphones. It's it's uh, our inconsistent podcast Mm -hmm. that we do, and we've kept up that that um, tradition throughout the autumn, this autumn as well.
1: We've been doing it for a few years now, where it's highly inconsistent. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us when you do.
0: I am staring at our beautiful Christmas tree that we just returned from the uh, northern part of Italy, the Alps, Dolomites, to go procure. And uh, this year we've upgraded with um, uh, the we went, ornaments. Yeah, we okay. So we'll get into that. We'll, we, yes, we'll Chase get into jumping that. ahead. He's getting excited. He's staring at the tree. It looks yep, really it good. It looks really good. The <laughs> fire is crackling. The um, the winter is set in. We've done our flip of the house. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: Well, it's just funny because you say late autumn, early winter. I don't know what the hell it is.
0: No, it's not winter yet.
1: It's not winter yet officially it has been such a slow creep and the leaves changed late it's just been so mild down here um and as jason mentioned we were just up in the alps in the alto adige suttirol and um tirol and the one thing that's pretty consistent seeming to be throughout Italy is they get the weather wrong no matter where you are. Il yeah. <laughs> Matteo Eat is not a great
0: uh, weather website. That's for sure. So last week, or maybe it's Two weeks ago, ten days ago now, the um, if you saw on the news, it was all over the European news, but um, Italy got terrible, terrible rain, rain and flooding, and Venice was underwater, and you probably saw part of our autostrada washed down a hillside, and the infrastructure here is crumbling.
1: Now, we do... Sporadic podcasts that has happened recently as well. We might've talked about that on another podcast of other bridges and roads fall falling. This is not a repeat. This is, uh, another has happened. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think
0: it was last summer where they had the truck, uh, the big explosion, yes. truck explosion that knocked out, a uh, hundred meters of Autostrada. And then there was another, Genoa. the, the Genoa one. Yeah um oh yeah the wind and the genoa fall yeah it's a (laughs) mess here this country's a mess in
1: fact when we were driving north um our first night we stopped in verona which was great we had never been there before um it was kind of rainy that evening and we left first thing and drove straight north and uh we went through yeah we went over the Po near manto mantoa and uh it was the water was so high yeah it and almost
0: seemed like the water was at the level of the, the bridge. bridge
1: and we had just been watching all this italian news of the infrastructure falling and crumbling and i was like just go 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 speed across the bridge speed across the bridge it just i felt like it could crumble at any moment there was way too much water way
0: too high so here's what i don't get <laughs> we we talked to people around here like what's going on and they're oh the terrain up there is very difficult Italy is, is – is, is, people have been up there for thousands of years, thousands where? of years. Up there. Up there is where? Up, up in the, that north, northwestern section, okay. right? It's not, it's not a new thing that the weather comes out off the mountains and, and the water comes out of the mountains. And why don't we figure it out? They have the system with the little... Preventative? Yeah. They have the system in Venice that they never finished with the little... Uh, the dike that... Or the diga. Um, not the dike. The um, thing... Those little floaty things that pop up
2: to yeah, prevent sure the water
0: from coming in. I don't know what they're called. They never finished it. It's been like 15, 18 years. They've never... The Dutch came down and showed them how to do it. And they never finished it. <laughs> so Venice floods. It's a mess here. This country... In, the The... This country is a beautiful country to live in. That's what I was just going to say. The people, the culture, the food, the weather, it is awesome. The state is a mess. It's just a mess. You guys think you have problems where you're from? Come on down here. We have our own bunch of merry assholes here screwing up our country. I
1: know. It's... I was just in the states, and everyone's like going crazy about um, all the politics there. And it's like, what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, oh my god, I think that we don't have a government in Italy. <laughs> our government's dissolved. There's no faith. Who knows? But I got still our own problems. Li- we got still, our own problems. I'd
0: still rather live here. Yes. Um, so um, it's dried out now. The high pressure has kind of come in. We had beautiful weather when we were up in the in the uh, mountains. So hopefully. Um, it sure didn't do any good for our road. No, our road's a mess. But um, it happens every. It, ha- it you see in the summertime, I don't know. It just seems like it's not as bad. The, the, it's not like they they it, it, it fixed the roads over, or or it got m- m- much worse since the summer. But for some reason, it just doesn't seem as bad in the summer. I know. I think it's just because it's so beautiful, the weather <laughs> and the scenery. You're just looking at You're, that, Exactly. <laughs> You're not looking at the cracks. All right. Let's get a little more organized. Let's uh, start off with what we did and where we
1: went. Okay. So we – basically, this is now our second year. So I'm calling it our annual uh, Christmas tree tradition. And it seems to fall on Thanksgiving weekend, which is a nice little fun thing for us. And so we took off to
0: go – So why do we go to get a tree? Why don't
1: we, we just get a tree around here? to the alps to get a tree because they're not ship breathers <laughs> it's basically it out here they have little tiny trees that are no more than about three feet tall about a meter meter and a little bit with the root ball and not that i'm against live trees but uh they
0: just don't come big no the the tradition here is for the nativity scene yes. in your home not for the christmas tree um, which we, which Ashley is a big fan of Christmas. So it's a big deal. I
1: grew up Catholic. It's hysterical. The nativity scene, feh.
0: the Christmas tree, bring it on. She's very interesting in that way that, um, big difference be, here. Christmas is a religious holiday. It is about Jesus, Jesus, right? So, it's not as it's it's getting more and more commercial as we've lived here. We've seen it get like the Black Black Friday (laughs) and the shopping and the. the, But it's very much the gifts are modest. Like people don't, you don't see a hundred gifts at Christmas. No, no, because then you have Carnival, which you get gifts for a month later. So (laughs) here, it's much more about the religious aspect of it.
1: So that's Ashley look, misses I miss the, the commercial. commercial. We talk about this every year. I miss the commercial. I miss the windows. I miss the lights everywhere. So
0: in order to get the more what we're used uh the more um you have to How go How big to more, is tree? Uh over two meters. It's over Give it in feet. Uh six and a half feet. Sure. Because our our um our ceilings are seven. Seven something. And it's right up there. Okay. So oh. you will not find this out in our area. No. Um you will have to go closer Start going north towards Germany because the Germans are into the Christmas tree. And that's what we do.
1: Exactly. So we... Uh, the goal was to go up to get two trees for us and one for two trees, our Ashley? neighbor <laughs> uh, because I like it. And we put one in the sala in the living room and one kind of more the entry and smaller tree. a smaller tree. So we have the fancy tree and the fun tree. The fun but- tree is all the old memories and the like silly ornaments. And the the fancy tree is now the elegant tree. And this is the tree that this year we got the ornaments from, uh, the, Ceramics
0: shop in Urbana. Uh, beautiful, just spherical, it's very regal. I would call them. Yes,
1: it's very nice, hand painted.
0: Now it's a very it's very difficult because I don't want this to look like dis- department store tree. No. It's got to be a mix between putting the uh, ornaments from the holiday hoopla on there everywhere. <laughs> And it looked like it's, you know, Nordies. as you walk into, yeah, some department store. And I think we've, I think we've done that. I think we've
1: accomplished it. Job. I'm very satisfied, very happy. All right. So anyway. anyway, so we, uh, pack up our caddy and it's not a Cadillac. That's for sure. The V-dub, uh, transport van. And, um, we headed straight North. Like I said, we went up to Verona first as a way to break up the trip. We had never been give us a, like, it's about a three and a half hour drive. That way we could leave, um, Whatever time we kind of wanted to in the morning, we made it up there for lunch, and I had found an awesome fish place.
0: Really interesting. Verona has a ton of fish restaurants. Being inland, you wouldn't necessarily think of Verona as a fish place to get fish, but it's at the crossroads of two different autostradas, one that goes north-south and one that goes east-west, so... I guess, and you're really not that far from the coast.
1: No, I was shocked when I was looking for places to eat that how many fish, seafood places kept coming up, and it was like, all right, let's
0: try one. I love how we go not about the art or the history, no. but very right first to the thing.
1: Food. So we went to eat. So we went to eat.
0: <laughs> Verona, we were. Um, it was delicious fish there. Fantastic. Well, I say that because we only get Adriatic fish here, and Adriatic fish are. Definitely not as good as, or was, as vari- as much of a variety. This was
1: super fresh, and um, the whole place was run by Napolitani, people from Napoli, and uh, it was a great little hole-in-the-wall spot. We ate way too much, and um, drank some nice whites from the area, suave, and... Uh, Then walked around Verona. It was pouring rain for just a little bit, but not too bad. They were all decorated. Um, It was still the end of November, so a little early for a lot of the Christmas stuff. But we saw the cheesy... Uh, Juliet's balcony
0: and the um, the marble. everything you know, the whole city is uh, the, the um, pavement is marbled. You didn't notice that? Mm-mm. Oh, the whole city was marble. Oh, yeah, it was really nice. Wow, well, I can't <laughs> believe I missed that. We got to see the kids heading into school. Yeah, a lot, uh, much bigger city than I thought. Um, Would I, you say about the size of Bologna? Maybe sure. I don't know. You know, we're short on facts here. Exactly. And we're not going to. We're not going to look it up. Not if you're that interested, all. Google it.
1: But it was nice. So we stayed there for the night. Um, a great little spot was Lady Capulet. Uh, Lady oh, Capulet's apartment, and it was so funny. The name just kept turning Jason off. Oh, Lady Capulet. Lady Capulet. But it's a great location. Really nice um,
0: little apartment, if you will. A little FYI, the um, Juliet's balcony is fake don't spend money to go to the little museum it's 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 a it's cheesy story. it's sweet but cheesy yeah it's a nice stop um i would say it's a day like if you stopped in or like that go have a really good l- go dinner, have lunch, lunch walk around in the afternoon and the next day you're kind of cuz yeah no well actually there's there's tons of museums there that we didn't of go to there's tons there of are, art there but that's not what we're there for no
1: eating eat none. and keep all moving keep it going so that up.
0: that was the first night from there we went and uh, climbed into the mountains into Vipiteno. Now, the border from where it gets to be like the Germany-ish, even though we're still in Italy, is Trento. German influence. The German influence is Trento. Before the Second World War, again, we didn't look any of this up. This is just what we've been told. Uh, Trento <laughs> was the border of Italy. Now it's all the way north of, uh, it's uh, Brixen. What's, what do you call no. it? North Brenner. Brenner, it's Brenner, um, which is another two hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Trento's the last kind of place where you'll hear people speaking Italian with an Italian accent after that. Our Italian was sometimes better than the people we were talking to, even though they've lived in Italy their whole life. Exactly, kind of weird.
1: So we headed up to Vipiteno, which is pretty close to the border to Austria, um, kind of that second-to-last town, if you will. And we had stopped there before, but hadn't spent the night. And we were there for the opening evening of their Christmas market, and it was really fun to go have a glass of wine and sit in the little piazza. And just watch this town finish setting up.
0: Yeah. Everyone was hustling. (laughs) Lots of uh, cordless drills in hands. Yep.
1: Uh, we saw some of uh, the hooligan kids that we <laughs> the were like, oh, kids. they were not <laughs> okay.
0: Hooligan kids. It was this like, it was this. Two, it was two it was boys
1: who th- were like 12.
0: Two two twelve-year-old boys. One kid was like a bigger kid, with a <laughs> little like, robust. Re- yeah, he was like a, a bigger kid, and the other kid was shorter and skinny. And it was just a trope. It was like they just kept walking by, and you just kept thinking they could get into trouble. These that one kid, they're going to go beat some <laughs>
1: kids up, or see. two so let some air out of tires. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but it was wonderful and it was Thanksgiving and I got my Thanksgiving dinner, which was a gorgeous ham and <laughs> I'd been staring at it the whole time. Cause I remember it from last year too, cause you don't get the ham like that no. down here either. So more food. And we were in Vipiteno also to go to the little local hockey
0: game. Uh, yeah, we gl- we like going to watch hockey live. I don't like it so much on television. No. Hockey live, especially the this was junior hockey, it's a blast. And, um, it was freezing. It was freezing in that place. But um, all these little towns up there, there's a couple of amateur and a pro league as well. And these little towns, first of all, they have amazing sports complexes for winter stuff. Like... Outdoor rink, indoor rink, frozen pond, um, swimming pool, crazy um, ski
1: jumps. Ski zone. Jump.
0: Like it's incredible what's going on up there, Um, and just the 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 size for this tiny town. You're like, yeah. look at the sports complex for <laughs> <in> this <laughs> tiny <laughs> town. Um, so we went and watched the junior hockey, and it was a, you know it's a family thing. It's a bunch of families going mm-hmm. out there because the kids are like eighteen. Yep. Um, and it's not the best hockey in the world, but it's a lot of fun. It's fun we and froze oh our asses off. It was fr- it really was. Just like cement sitting on a block of cement in a corrugated, you know, <laughs> it had a corrugated <laughs> roof on it. It was just like a big ice cube that thing. Oh my gosh.
1: Um and then from the potato, we decided to drive north up into Innsbruck the next day. In Austria, Österreich. And we took the B road up through there, which was nice. A little side note, if you go up into Austria, you're supposed to get the road pass,
0: correct? Yeah. um, Like um, the Swiss, you need to get the vignette, the the little sticker to go in your window. And unlike the Swiss, you can get a – the Swiss just make you buy a year pass and – they like control it at the border. Mm-hmm. The Austrians are a little bit more loosey goosey. So you can buy it at any gas station or whatever, and you can get a 10 day one. It's eight bucks. It's not a big deal. No. It's, it's like not even worth not getting it. Just, exactly. just get the stupid thing and stick it in your window.
1: Um, so Innsbruck was nice. It, we have been through it or past it many, many times as we would drive up North to Holland um, or different parts of Germany. But we had never stayed there. And there was another big hockey game – well, a bigger hockey game going on. So we thought, all right, let's stay up here.
0: And I found – what? An hour? Wasn't I think an, so. If it you was, go Everything straight. was like an hour yeah. apart. So we did we, – we didn't want to do – we did – little drives every day keep mm-hmm. going north never more than in like an hour hour and a half
1: and we stayed in innsbruck for two nights and they uh so the first night we went to the hockey game and stumbled upon this is pro hockey now. pro hockey and found the bar just a couple blocks away in the middle of nowhere it felt like and it was like oh, jason
0: said let's go around the no, no no this is a city now so it's like the True. middle of nowhere for this like yeah, a like residential, residential area
1: and it was like, oh, man, I thought we'd find, like, a local bar where everyone's hanging out before the game and stuff. And I don't know. I guess, I guess we couldn't find it. So let's head back towards the trail or our walking trail, if you will, to get us to the stadium. And sure enough, the last... Last at the very last second, we find this bar that's overflowing, packed all dudes. It Even though it's rough. a bar that was called like uh, Sunshine
0: Cafe, something,
1: or something <laughs> really funny, and it was like it was no sunshine in there, all dudes, and it was a place you definitely don't want to walk in and be like, "I'll take a Pinot." No, you def- you just order beer and the bottle. Everyone was just drinking
0: beer the- out of the bottle. Yep, great. I'll take two of those. Two of those.
1: And um so we hung out with the the yokels and <laughs> and then made our way to the game. It was a that was a blast. The both the home team and the traveling team were well represented with the drums, drums and the flags and everyone's wearing their
0: gear. That was a blast. That's something we don't do in North America. Every sporting event someone brings a giant drum here. And beats the hell out of it Mm -hmm. the whole time. And they have songs and they have their chants and they are all on the same page. And uh, it was great, but you can't sit that close to the drum because... Oh,
1: I forgot to say too, in the small town hockey game we went to, when the home team came out, they had pyrotechnics. They did have pyrotechnics.
0: <laughs> they <laughs> also had the nicest Zamboni I've ever seen in my entire life. This Zamboni was all computerized. It looked like the, the Ferrari of Zambonis. It had like, the tires were shiny. <laughs> Couldn't believe in this small, tiny town of 5,000 people. I know. It's the little details. But Innsbruck, Innsbruck was more of a, I think. It's the capital of. It's the capital of Tirol. Tirol. Uh-huh. So it was more of a, a city, city. Uh,
1: and the next day, then we took a series of a tram, train, cogwheel train. What is that called?
0: Nope. Yeah, a cable car.
1: Cable car. To a... <laughs> I have no clue. Um, a cable car to a series of funivias or. Um, What's a funivia in
0: English? Um, uh, gondola. Gondola. There you go. And went to what they call the top of Innsbruck. We went to the top of Innsbruck and it was one of those days where the fog was in the valley. So interesting here, all of these towns we're staying in, even though they're in the Alps, they are all at low elevations. Lower than our farmhouse. We're at like 450. These are at 200 200. But you're in the valley between these Alps. So you look up and the Alp is at 1,800, 2,000, 2,500 meters, but you're at... 250, 350, you're not high at all. So it's very... Um, deceiving. Yeah, deceiving. You think you're in the mountains, but really you're not high at all uh-huh. until you get up there. So, um, And the mountains create their own weather. It is incredible to just sit back and watch the weather come in because it just you see the... The clouds like spilling over the top of the mountains going into this valley so that's what we were socked in heavy fog down in the valley in Innsbruck and we well, weren't even sure is this going to be worth yeah, it it's like man should we even do this we're just going to get up there and it's going to be we're going to be in clouds and it's going to be freezing well two-thirds of the way up you start seeing the light and then the last third of the <laughs> yeah it's and like it broke through and when you get up there All you see are the peaks of all the Alps and the sea of clouds beneath. It was awesome. It was. And so we get out, and it's like you see that you can hike up to
1: this last bit that's... 150 meters, but it's straight up in the snow. And Jason's like, we're doing it. So we could climb up. (laughs) We have no gear. We are just wearing, like... um, We
0: had boots. and We had boots. mm -hmm. I had jeans, though. I really should... uh... I had a
1: camera bag and a purse. Mm -hmm. Like... (laughs)
0: Um, there's people with, like, the sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need walking sticks. Like, the everyone else had Germans, walking sticks. Germans, Austrians will not walk anywhere without poles in their hands. But
1: then... This is also where you know you're on the line and – well, now we're in Austria. So you've got Austrians, Germans, and you know you're out of the land of Italians because, uh, (laughs) like, no one had scarves. And (laughs) I was like, I can't believe there's no scarves up here. The oldies just in their, like, nice
0: leather shoes are walking up. It was sunny. (laughs) It was one of those mountain days where it's minus whatever and sunny and no wind. So it was – if you just stand there, it's warm. It's not cold. But – in the land of Italy, you don't do anything without the proper outfit.
1: So, like, and you would see the Italians who would come up there, and it would be as stare. And the kids are so cute, Cimbali. but they're all wrapped up, like like freaking Randy and Ralphie from the Christmas day, Story. We saw a
0: road crew, and we were driving <laughs> up and over. Like, we took the B roads a lot around because it's it's nicer and it's quieter, and you could drive really slow, and it's gorgeous. Um, we saw a road crew, and it in the car it said minus eight. And these guys are, have just basically like um, fleece jackets kind uh-huh. of zipped all the way down. And like, pay, like I don't know no, if it's a t-shirt or just a long sleeve, like, and no gloves, no, no hat, no, hat. no just, scarf. They got a shovel in their hand and they're going to town. <laughs> it's like, this is a tough crew. <laughs> like I know. people up here are tough for them. This wasn't cold. I no. was, I was cold. It was plenty cold for me,
1: but it was fun climbing up to the top. I kept thinking, oh my God, what if I slip? And roll down this hill. This is, I'm on the top of a mountain. I'm on, I'm, pe- I'm peaking right now, and what if I start going down? But uh, no slip and falls. It was stunning. We made it up to the tip top, which I think. They said was, I don't know, 1,300 meters or it more. It wasn't as high as... Yeah, it was as... crazy, crazy, but it was still fantastic. And like Jason said, to see just the tips, we couldn't have picked Tops. The, the tops. The tips of the mountains, the tops, <laughs> the peaks. Um,
0: Poking up through the, oh, through the fog, yeah. It was
1: just the perfect day for it. It was great. And then um, at each of the different gondola, Funivia stops, there's... uh. Like we, the next one down is there's called they call it cloud nine sky lounge and like the igloo lounge and there's this supposed to be this great lounge and this huge outdoor seating area where you look out over everything 360 degrees and that stop is where the socked in really began and it was hysterical because they were they were having a party out there um roasting marshmallows and a big fire and but you could not see your hand in front of your face no
0: it was so i've <laughs> so not fat. ever seen anything no. like that Pre- I think it was it was freezing fog. Freezing fog. It was really thick, and what a difference it made. You go from up up at the top where you you know after you get to the top of the little thing we walked, you take off your gloves and your hat and your all that, and you're like, oh my god, it's hot. To it is bone chilling cold. Four hundred 500 meters down
1: it was incredible so innsbruck was two nights were great to have the hockey game and to go and do the top of the mountain and explore the city and all of the christmas markets Loved it. Then it was time to come back down to Italy and get serious because we needed to get our Christmas trees. We had done... We love to shop on these trips. (laughs) So we find the kitchen stores and we get all of the gadgets.
0: Hardware stores. Hardware stores. Up north, the hardware stores, the kitchen stores, they all carry much better quality stuff. Heavy duty. Heavy duty stuff. It's gorgeous. We just go to the hardware stores and walk around.
1: The other thing up there... That's really nice, and you notice the difference from Verona North with the white wines. We realized I love Lamarque. I'm a homer, but uh, now, but our white wines aren't that good. <laughs> our white wines are nice. Our Verdicchio is good, but it's true. That, uh, shout out to Egbert. <laughs> I guess who's been here a million times? Who's a big wine guy? And it just he would never drink the whites. And I always thought Egbert, what's up? Why? I, what's you bring white, but you don't ever want to drink our white? What's up? And um, he was like, no offense to you guys, but it's a little acidic here in Lamarque. And I thought, I don't know. It's good. It's fine.
0: No. Then you travel he's around. Right. He's right. The wines right. from Verona, uh, from the Veneto north, the white wines are really Excellent. good.
1: So we did a ton of wine shopping as well. Um, it's a great fun thing to have the car and to be able to just stop. Not, you know, sometimes at a winery, but also up in the potano, we found a fantastic
0: um, like a drinks place. Yeah, but it was just a warehouse. Like a wine warehouse.
1: And so you could ask for a bunch of help, tell them what I like, what I that's the best thing to do in a place like that. Say, here's the wines I like, here's what I don't like, here's where I'm from in Italy, or the wines that I like here in Italy. And what do you think? Because I have no idea. I have no idea. I just trust that you've got a good uh, wine guy up there. But um, So yes, we came back down and decided to stay in Sopra Bolzano or Oberbolzen, which is the town a thousand meters straight above Bolzano. And last year we stayed there. Bolzano is kind of the um, largest town i would say in the alto adige and most famous for the christmas markets and kind of what starts that climb north and um so we came down and it's such a lovely little i don't even know how many people live up there i don't
0: know oh uh uber, uber bolzano or so bolzano. Bolzano? not a
1: lot it just means above bolzano
0: <laughs> you can take what's called the Rit. Rittener or the Ritten funivia, which it's so convenient. It takes you from the center of Bolzano way up there, and the, actually the public transportation up there isn't fantastic. They it have a train up, up up top there, um, tons of buses, um, of course, because they want to get people around in bad weather up to the ski area. So it's a lot better than it is around here. Uh-huh. Everything works up there. It's really nice. The roads are nice. The infrastructure is nice. The it's clean. Like it's just. Everything works. It
1: snowed while we were up there, which was perfect. We had nowhere to... We didn't have to take the car anywhere, let it snow. Um, And they did, like Jason was saying, the next days the roads were fantastic, passable. Um, We didn't need to go anywhere, but it it just works. I love it up there, though. It's really sweet. And um, we took the little train that goes from the little town to town. It's about a half an hour train ride through three little villages or so up there some t- times there were stops where it's just some of the tourists getting on and off who are just exploring but you'd see one where there would be just the one single guy with like the crate of milk and, and juice in his hand and he had gone into town to get groceries and heading back home and he knew the conductor and so there still are people who live up there too which was really nice Yeah, yeah. you know it's not just a, a little fabricated
0: ski town no Um, And then as we, so that was uh, second to last night. And then the last night, last day, we started our trek back down towards um, Trento. And this was when we were going to get our tree because tree, you have to go lower. We found that um, way up high, there's no Christmas trees. You have to go kind of a little bit lower in elevation to where you start seeing them. So... Um, on the way there, we were looking for cheese because they have the milk, <laughs> the dairy up there is awesome. The, the milk, the butter, the, the yogurt is really, really good. So we wanted to bring home some cheese and there is, um, kind of a
1: cheese wine
0: road, road up there. Yeah.
1: And so we were heading to Moena, which was famous for the Puzzone di Moena, which is kind of a stinkier cheese. That's really nice that you don't get in the uh, the South of there at all. And, um, come to find out. If you follow this valley road from Moine and North, um, there's a handful of other little towns you could stop in, and we made it up to the top of the peak and back down and found some good speck. Or um, what did you get? The pancetta.
0: The pen. Yeah, I'm not. We there's speck all over the speck is not my face, So speck is prosciutto of the uh, kind of up that area. Um, It's different in the sense... That sounded really specific. I know. (laughs) Up that area. The alcohol, (laughs) the Yeah, it's the the northern type of prosciutto. And they do it a little bit differently. It's a little sweeter. It has um, a little smokiness to it. Um, It's not... It's okay. It's a good every once in a while. Yeah, but not enough for me to bring home like a chunk of it. Mm -hmm. But I do like how they do the pancetta because it's more like a bacon than a pancetta. How we have rolled pancetta around here and that's more... How do you – how would you describe Raw. it? No. It just doesn't have this sweetness that – that bacon's sweet, and uh-huh. that has more of a sweetness to it. And pancetta is not smoked. They smoke there, so it's more along the lines of bacon. So I did get some of that. But really the cheese is what I really like. And – um We found cheesemakers where it's, so I tried to find like the small time,
1: small time cheesemakers and a bunch of them up there. You can even, they have agriturismos. You can stay at the place, learn to make cheese. And so of course I was all over it, but classic, our vacation timing, all of them are closed. None of them were open November, December. No, so no one's making cheese right then. So, or at least these little tiny guys. So we were able to find the um, consortium. This consortium, and they're making cheese on site. It's a little bigger. It's not a guy's house, but it's still a smaller production. Um, not big time like Mila or some of the big names. Industrial. Indu- thank you.
0: Yeah. And it's a middle, middle, middle. It's not super artisanal. One guy making them by hand. No, and, when and we it's say consortium
1: n- meaning they collect the milk from all the different farms.
0: So if you're looking for – if you're traveling – coming to Italy and you want to go travel around and get the real stuff, whether it's the olive oil or the cheese or the prosciutto or whatever it is, type – Google the Consorzio of that product. And what that is is it's the um, organization – group that gets a whole bunch of these producers together and kind of organizes them and makes it more of a commercial activity and it's, it's-
1: also it helps small producers um uh, bring it all together what i'm not saying the right word um not congregate but that you would grab a bunch of their small whether it's the olive oil i'll take some of your olives i'll take some of my olives i'll take some of his olives oh, yeah. and
0: um we're, we're such idiots what is that called <laughs> <laughs> be more efficient. I don't know. But this is where you'll find the DOP or the DO, the doc or the dope. It'll be the Consorcio and then you can go to the if you go on their website, they'll tell you where their little places of sale are. And that's all we did. We stopped at three of these little uh point of sales for the Consorcio. One was the big one where they actually made it and the uh, another two were f- They made it. They all of them made it uh-huh. there. Oh, okay. So, there you go.
1: And we so our car was quickly filling up with
0: lots of cheese. Oh, I also got – I also went to the mill. That's oh, I, yes. In Bolzano, there's one of my favorite uh, – it's a mill and they have – it's just this big room with 100 giant sacks open. And you walk <laughs> around and tell them what you want. And I got uh, rye wheat from up there or rye wheat berries from up there and a different kind of uh, soft wheat – uh, that has a higher protein and it's better for bread making.
1: But Jason likes to buy twenty five kilos. I got sex. twenty.
0: I I got twenty five kilos of. E- I probably we probably walked out there with sixty kilos of. Like we got. They have beautiful raisins there and dried cranberries, and I got malt and. Um. Oh,
1: but here's the best part. We don't have a mill. No, I
0: had to buy a mill. <laughs> I had to buy a mill too. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I brought home 60, 70 kilos of whole grain, but I have nothing to grind it up with.
1: So we immediately got home and we were looking for one up there. But anyway, so the car was getting filled with grains,
0: wine, <laughs> wine cheese, cheese,
1: but we still didn't have our trees. trees, which was why we went up there. So we were so lucky. The last place we were going to for wine, um, again, another kind of like a consortium, um, I asked her, I was like, first of all, I want to – definitely getting a bunch of wine so I was starting to like tell her listen you're gonna I'm gonna buy wine so don't worry about that but I'm about to ask you I'm setting you that up because I'm about to ask you a really non-relevant question where do you get good Christmas trees <laughs> and I was like were we in Trento yeah yeah we were in Trento. and I was like and I mean good Christmas trees not a little rinky dink small one and she was like all right so she totally hooked me up with the wine, got me all set up, and then was like, I'll be right back. And she makes a couple phone calls. She checks some stuff online. She hands me a piece of paper with two addresses. The first one we go to, Score. She was awesome. We never would have found this place without her. It was a great big nursery. Um, they, bio. Had bio. they had tons of
0: trees uh, the Different types oh, yes. We got a no- We got the noble fir We got the very nice with The one with the big branches
1: And the best part was It was right on the edge of the idle strata So we could jump right on After we filled up the car with the trees And start heading home It was very successful The only thing I can't seem to find properly Is a really nice advent calendar
0: something I keep looking for, but I think that's more next. There's a couple of things we were looking for. Mm -hmm. and I think it's deeper into Bavaria. I
1: think you're right. We'll just keep going up. It's fun trip. It was a blast.
0: And it's, it's just incredible that four hours in the car and you are in another world. Well,
1: that was the thing. We came home the same night. That last day we thought maybe we would break up the trip or stay somewhere still up in the Alps and then it was like, Wait, we've got
0: everything we want. We're it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Let's just go home. Let's go home and and it's four four and a half. Well, we went slow. It was four, four and a half hours from Piobico to Trent. But to it was wild. Alps, that morning yeah. we started in the well, peaks in, of the Alps.
2: Yeah. And
1: then and serious snow and then made it all the way back down and be able to sleep in our beds and back home in Lamarque. It was wonderful. Yeah, and watch Monday Night Football. Exactly. On, t- on tape. Go Seahawks. Um. Oh, one thing that's a bummer, though, is because we go up there so early around this Thanksgiving, beginning of December, a lot of stuff isn't open yet. No. So I want to go back
0: later so bad. So their season doesn't really start till the 6th-ish. They were making snow everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere we went up there, there was blowing how are the they snow. even doing that like how much does that cost where do you get where do you get the snow oh my <laughs> god no
1: where, like water. where do you get all these
0: snow machines there Dude, would be it's it's a huge economy I, well the opening smokes. week the opening big weekend is this weekend um, and
1: we're not even talking about just blowing it up in the mountainside no, on one.
0: Cross country. Cross
1: country ski. So, like, through the entire valley, they're blowing snow. It, whew, I've never seen it like this before.
0: You no, know, every snow, there were snow machines everywhere. But
1: going. not only are these, so if I don't ski. So, I always am looking for other fun things to do. And I do like to ice skate.
0: Jason almost
1: bought. Impo- um,
0: <laughs> I'm a hockey guy at heart without any hockey stuff <laughs> or skill. Or skill. Um, I'm not a very good ice skater, but in my mind, I am. Gretzky, watch out. No, not Gretzky. I know. Um, um, uh, Brian Boitano. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm a hockey guy without any hockey stuff or live in a place within within a rink within – three hours of our house, but I almost bought a dog (laughs) skates.
1: (laughs) I did. be like, well, let's just think about it. Um, (laughs) but there's a ton of stuff to do. So there's all these Funivia gondolas that you can take. There's, um, I'd like to try the cross country skiing or the shoot thing. Skeet shooting, not skeet shooting, but where you lay down in the snow and you shoot. I think so. No,
0: no, that's, um,
1: I forget what it's called. Sport
0: shooting is what they called it. And they're really into snowshoeing. Like, Mm -hmm. they love putting on snowshoes and walking up the side of a hill. That is their jam.
1: Uh, But what I didn't know that is such a thing, even for adults, is night tobogganing, tobogganing, all of these crazy toboggan runs and sledding runs. I saw one that is a three kilometer toboggan run where there's places where you get off this deep, like, They've made tunnels almost and there's spots where you can get off and like little cabins for hot chocolate and things like that. And I was just like, oh my God, that sounds like a dream.
0: Not open. Not open. No, we got to go later in the
1: All year. of the frozen ponds for ice skating, not open. So we've got to go back.
0: Yeah, we've got to go. That's the problem, though. I'm I'm chicken of the bad weather to drive in. Oh, I'm and up in
1: Bolzano, Bolton- oh, so they do the pond skate tournament thing where it's like you pond hockey. pond hockey tournament. It looks so much fun. You come with your own little local, uh, your own little family team and everything. Yeah,
0: I'm, a hockey, I'm a hockey guy. I know. I just need hockey stuff.
1: So we'll have to go back. We'll have to go back.
0: But of course that I mean it goes without saying. So their their seasons are different. Their shoulder seasons they're closed and they're open in the winter and the summer obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Um something though from up north that is not quite from our area but we're starting to see it more and more from some of the farmers is the lardo colinata and that is something Jason that's more from
0: the northwest side of Italy. So um, I'm going – this year we make our salamis and sausages, usually in January every year. And this year I want to do something different. I want to make the uh, aged lard. And if you take uh, the beautiful uh, fat back from the pig, from the back part of the pig, and you put it – you salt it, and then you rub a bunch of different herbs and whatever really you want from ground-up vegetables to, you know, the thing you – like rosemary and garlic – Um, And then you put it in a uh, marble marble box that you seal and leave it in this cellar for, I don't know. I have to research how exactly how to do it. This is
1: originally from like the Carrera area. Yeah,
0: um, And you leave it in this marble box for a period of time and then you pull it out and you would use it in, you can either slice it paper thin and put it on like toasted hot bread and it'll melt in. Or you could put it in. Um, on top of a, a paper thin slice on top of a, a bowl of soup or put it in a, a pot of beans. You get the idea. It's fat. It's delicious. It's good. <laughs> it's good. So I want to try that this year and, um, something different. But of course my man, the Godster, the doctor naysayer <laughs> till the day he does doesn't, isn't really into it, but, um, the butcher in town knows what I'm talking about. So I'll have to research that. I'll give you an update. We're going to get that box soon. And, um, uh, there's great thing about our area is there's a lot of um, people who work with their hands and work with different materials. So if you need something made out of metal, there's tons of metal workers around here. There's stonemasons everywhere who will who have just big slabs of stone sitting in their driveway and they'll make you something like this no time flat.
1: No, this is why it's important to speak the language if you live here and talk to. Th- become a local like talk to your butcher how do you do this where do you, where would i get a box like like just ask the questions and he's like i know a guy there's who made my box or <laughs> you know and they're everywhere there it's just quiet you don't see signs for it
0: no not at all so i've had beautiful stainless steel legs made from my stove and oven um i've had Metal, a lot of metal things, because I, I don't really know how to work with metal. But um, now we're going to get the stone guy to make us a nice little mm-hmm. box for our lardo. But before we do that, it's Capoleti time. It is. It's that time of year again for Capoleti and Brodo, and we'll have the doctor and his wife over and do our annual Capoleti making party. Um, it's gotten he's he's getting grumpier as he gets old. I can't <laughs> Shocking. wait. Shocking. Like, he's getting grumpier, so it's like, are we going to make Capaletti <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> ask Rosanna.
0: But um, are, are a little filled. Think of them as tiny tornalities. That's basically exactly what they are. And they have a mixed meat filling. Um, they're uh, they're one of those th- things that it takes a lot of time to eat them or eat them. No, it takes no time <laughs> to eat them. Uh, they're labor intensive, but it's you make them once a year and it's a blast. Mm-hmm. And we sit in front of the fire and turn on music and you make a bunch of them, freeze them, and then it gets served with a very rich, clear beautiful broth uh, f- around Christmas time. What's the broth made? Um, it's a, Again, it's going to have uh, fowl, so you can either put a chicken or a capone or a hen, um, and usually a piece of veal, like a piece of scaletto um, Rib? Rib. Beef rib or veal rib. And the trick, the thing with that is you want it totally, like not consomme clear, but you don't want a cloudy. It should have that beautiful yellowy color, but be kind of clear if you're going to make this isn't one of your biggest tips don't bring it up to it don't boil hard what and keep skimming the stock yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah. this stock you have to make with love you got to kind of baby the stock a little bit you never want it to fully boil because that takes all the crap from the that's sunk to the bottom and brings it up through the uh stock and um you want to skim baby skim
1: skim um speaking of food this reminds me of how and Gaji, this reminds me how he likes to call your pasta um your Fantasia (laughs) to a Fantasia, which this cracks me up because we were your fantasy. And can you tell him what's in your fantasy pasta
0: that he always requests? Here (laughs) they call anything, um, anything that's not like straight down the, Italian road. They traditional. It, traditional. They'll call it a fantasy. Like, um, like you'll see it a lot on like um, pizza pizza menu. It'll yes. Say what is you know um, they'll have the list of pizzas and then it will say or choose your own fantasy. <laughs> like make it up yourself. Um, so I think they refer to a fan something. That's your fantasia in the kitchen is like a dish you made up. So, I don't get it, man. Tell them what's in it. It's 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 pomodorini and uh, little t- tiny tomatoes that we throw the extra little um, cherry tomatoes or datterini that we throw in the freezer from the from the garden and and anchovy. That's it. It's God. She's never
1: heard of it before. It's Jason's fantasia pasta. <laughs> He loves it. He's always asking for it, um, which cracks me up. And so now we always use this. Oh, what's your fantasia? And um, when we were up in the Alps, the restaurant, the hotel we stayed at the last two nights was beautiful, and we wanted to eat at the hotel just because we. So we didn't have to go out one night. And Jason kept going. I do not like his fantasia. I do not like the chef's fantasia because they would just do. You wanted local Tyrolean. Food. But nice, like with a tablecloth. Yeah, th- but this was not happening. No,
0: you never... It's never a good sign when there's... Uh, on the, you know they put the menu out front and there's tons of pictures of the chef with his arms folded looking back into the camera. When there's more than a, more than one of those, you know you're in trouble. This was a lot of uh, what I like to call cat ass, which is where you take the sauce or whatever thing and you smear it in a line across the plate. It looks like a cat dragged its ass across your plate. A lot of those. Well, it's like, why those. are
1: we doing curried mayonnaise? We're up here. How did we get to talking about this? The Fantasia. Oh, So instead, we just I decided to walk a kilometer, <laughs> 20 minutes in the snow to a place that looked like it had traditional food. I called. Yes, they're open for two. No, we don't need a reservation. We show up. We didn't realize we were breaking up their card game.
0: Was, There's like eight there old guys. There's eight old guys. <laughs> lots of – oh, they were great. Lots of <laughs> suspenders and the the hats, you know, the green felt hats from the Alps. And uh, no one's speaking Italian. No one's speaking Italian. And it is uh, – blaring is, of course, the news. That's all you can hear is news blaring and these guys playing. I don't know if it was Scopa or what kind of card game. They all turn, look up at us, and we go.
1: god and now we can't leave because we already called and And now we're standing and now we're here and we walked 20 minutes to get here and and he's like anywhere you want (laughs) so then he goes you could go sit in the other room too so i was like all right let's go to the other room and leave them to their card game so we had we had to turn on the lights ourselves which i kind of like to the little
0: side room it's called the the Staub, yeah or the Stube. stube which the stube is just a giant um
2: Oven? It's a giant
0: oven, but it's really like a giant fireplace oven and this thing's made out of usually cement or brick or something and it spans and tile. and tile and it spans two rooms and one side you'll uh two rooms the front the side with the opening it'll be a little bit into the room and then the back end and this thing is meant is usually in the middle of the house and it heats the whole house. Mm-hmm. So the bay room was the room that the back of this oven and when you went into the room what dominated this room was literally the back of this oven
1: and it's great little um classic decoration of the you know the wood paneling and stuff very charming but we felt like oh my god i can't believe it now we have to order obviously this is not some happening spot or there's not a lot ready to go and So instead of our fanta- the chef's fantasy at the hotel, we had this guy's kind of microwaved um, beef stew. But it was way more charming in its own way. You know what I mean? Like, I still would rather have done that than had the fancy dinner.
0: No, and he had a glorious big belly and beautiful uh, – um, sus- he had great suspenders. Um, oh, also
1: cabbage salad there. So the cabbage salad was delicious. And first of all, I love, he called it salad. Let me go get you the salad. And he brings down this thing that has more pancetta than cabbage. (laughs) I'm joking, but, um, it felt like it was drowned in fat and my kind of salad. And so at the end of the meal, Which also, he disappeared forever. And it was like, oh my god, are we just going to have to leave money and leave? It kind of felt spooky. There was no one staying there. There was no one there. It was like, where the hell did he go? He's been missing for 20 minutes. Um, We also eat super fast, so it was much more of us. But... He f- comes back, and we're like, what's in the salad? Or how did you make... Th-? Jason tries to engage him in the salad.
0: <laughs> Not much. It's... Um, I like to call that um, handball against the drapes. Nothing's bouncing How did back. it...
1: Tell... Let's reenact it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember. It was one... I... I you know, delicious salad, blah, 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 blah. What's, mm. I noticed the little pieces of speck. you said,
1: what do you call the salad? He goes,
0: Cabbage. Cabbage. <laughs> okay. okay. And Jason's like, yeah, there's
1: some nice little speck uh, or what is but that?
0: It's, yeah, it's gra- it's more fatty than normal speck. He goes, yeah, it's good. It's good. And turns on a heel and leaves. <laughs> Like, I was All like, right, okay. sorry. Thanks
1: for the recipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if if it was a language thing. We were speaking Italian to him. Um, he spoke in a very very heavy German accent, which made my horrible American accent. I felt much better about myself. But um, I don't know if he just was uh, not into us. Might be that it could have been. C- we broke up been the game. It could have been the game. We broke up the card game. Yeah, but it was like s- af- it was like after seven. It was time for. Time for uh, dinner anyway. Yeah, but we did break up the game, so I don't. I don't know. Could have been us. I don't know. Couldn't I doubt be it. Us. I
1: doubt it. It's never.
0: <laughs> so coming up, uh, we flipped over. We flipped over the house. Um, and what do you mean? What do I mean by that? Well, we've closed up arches and put up plastics and tried to make this drafty farmhouse a little bit more airtight. Um, we have to choose every year between carbon carbon dioxide, monoxide poisoning from all the fires we have going, or uh, freezing with the draft, so we 'll choose the uh, the gas yeah
1: i 'll go to sleep I feel sleepy
0: I feel sleepy <laughs> and warm <laughs> I know. Um, so that that 's it and i I mention it because it's a thing this is a this takes a minute or two to uh um, close up close off the different parts of the house um, now we understand why you see really heavy velvet drapes in castles because not that we live in a castle, but it is built like it was It is built like a castle from the 1400s and the fact that nothing really fits together very tight. So in the wintertime, you definitely feel where the... uh that window doesn't really meet up against the. Uh... Oh, our front door. I feel
1: like is. Oh, Swiss you see cheese. through. Yeah, you see <laughs> through like... our
0: front door. You can see the light and the air coming through. So there's a lot of putting up of plastic and or and or heavy uh, heavy curtains, heavy curtains and all that. But it's all done. Nice little atmosphere we got in. It here. It is. It is. You know. You know. We did well when you can walk around in December in shorts and a t-shirt in the kitchen living room. Then. We did. We did well.
1: We did. Can I tell? Can you um, say really quick what we're going to do today? Because it's kind of exciting for next year.
0: So today we are going to uh, Carolyn and Luke, our Dutch neighbors. Carolyn is an excellent, excellent gardener. Her she excels and is absolutely fantastic as starting uh, plants uh, to mate anything from seed and getting them ready for transplanting into the garden. And her plants are the strongest and most beautiful that you. She's could,
1: patient and she's good.
0: good, but she is. Um, kind of stepping back. I think she's tired of it. So, um, she wants me, she's giving us her greenhouse, which is huge. I mean, that's literally a big deal for us. And it's a good size greenhouse. It's a great size (laughs) greenhouse. So today we're going to go down to her house and take apart the greenhouse and get it ready to transport up to here. And then this year, uh, this winter and spring, she, we will start the seeds together so she can really train me on exactly how to do it because I've tried for years and it is, not easy. It's not. I'll tell you, growing the plants from baby plants to uh, mature and getting the fruit is much, much, much easier than starting these little things from seeds because they're so delicate. And one day of too hot or too cold or too much or too little water and they're done. Or you make the soil too heavy. Heavy. And then, or, you know, there's Mm -hmm. just a lot. It's a lot of delicate work. And these sausage fingers are not delicate. It's not my strong suit.
1: Well, no. And Jason is definitely a lot of a, is a, if some is good, more is better mentality, even with the garden of things of let's put a bunch of extra fertilizer in here. And then it like can over be too
0: much at times. Ugh, like that he's was learned, this year. <laughs> That was this year. That's because <laughs> I use the pellets and whatever.
1: I just I mean, it, it's a sensitive, delicate process. So there is still a lot to learn, but it's exciting to go and start taking apart the greenhouse to bring it over.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting because it doesn't really come apart as much as I'd like for to fit into a truck. So I'm not sure how this is going to How gonna we're going to get it down the road. And mm-hmm. the big U, like mm-hmm. those big U things. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, what else you got before we wrap it up? This has been... We'll save that for no, another no, time. We'll save that for another time. Okay. I'm bored the with next my own podcast. Pod. If you guys are still listening, God bless. I know. This has been a <laughs> rambling Disorganized mess. That means you have
1: one hell of a commute, and you're or you're bored at work. If you're still listening, well, the next time, one we'll do will definitely be sooner because uh, we don't have any road trips coming up or anything right now. And we'll do one on a um, country living gift ideas slash essentials. We'll see. I think this is a dumb idea. I like it. We'll I love see. these gift
0: guides. All right, bring us home. <laughs> um, oh, am I going to read from the book? No, it's already been an hour, and we got we got a bunch of stuff to do. All
1: right, wah, wah, wah. next time. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like Jason said, if you made it to the end, more power to you. <laughs> I wish we had a prize. Bless uh, your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. Um, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and happy holidays. You know where to find us? La Marque, dot com. Shoot us an email, questions, anything at info at Latavla Marque. Check out the website, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, anything
0: to p- promote or... We've
1: got... In the spring, we'll be starting back up in May, and we have the Move to Italy workshop. We've got our advanced cooking class um, for returning guests only. A few other uh, moved, no, not moved to Italy, made in La Marca, a couple three- and five-night stuff. And if you are looking for a place to take over with your friends and family, there's only a couple weeks left. Um, or a couple of week spaces left. It, yeah, a couple of spaces. Not a couple of weeks left No, just a it. couple of spaces left. All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Sentire Media
2: Hey podcast producers and show hosts, do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy, and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.